ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Just Talk About. I'm your host, Tony Lopez, and alongside me again today is good old Jeff Burtis. Jeff, say what's up. What's cracking, man? Dude, a week before Super Bowl. Yes. Possibly the most talked about Super Bowl in recent memory, too? Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't like to say it because you're a Saints fan, but Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. A matchup we actually genuinely never thought we would actually see because Tom Brady was in New England for so long that we didn't know if that would actually happen. Now you have the two most talked about quarterbacks in the last five years in a game who to see who's the best in the game right now. I don't think and I don't think Brady's ready to give it up yet. Mm, I don't think so either. It, it it seems like Tom Tom is so desperate to get a ring without Belichick that I I heard mm-hmm. a report before um the season uh, it, that he was willing to wear number 7. <laughs> instead of number 12 coming into Tampa Bay to signify Super Bowl number 7. God. If you his ego, his ego his is ego. huge. It's huge. Um but it's just it's the Super Bowl. I mean, let's look into some of these matchups. Let's start with the quarterback matchup. Um the matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. It's the old it's the old veteran versus the new young gun that's about that's coming into play. Yeah. Um, Jeff, like, what are some, like, things that you see that are different between these two guys? Well, Tom Brady, just all he does is win, and Patrick Mahomes is so inventive at make creating plays that it's insane. That it's insane. Like, you could, you could look at the coverage, and there's just nothing there, mm-hmm. but just Patrick Mahomes just extending the play, creating a opportunity throwing it to where no one else thinks it's possible and make and completing the pass yeah and on the tom brady side he he reads defenses better than anybody has ever read defenses in all all like all time like he can he can see what you're about to do five steps it's very like that's what experience does. Yeah. Experience is really good. I mean, you can legit see his eyes and the way they move. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible what he sees on the field. And then um with with Mahomes, the creativity of what he does. Yes. Oh, uh, my like, like he, he does sho- sho- his shovel pass thing. It's just shovel like, pass. Oh no! Did you see the th- the the touchdown pass that he threw against the uh, Bills this past week? That was an which one you? The underhanded pass. Oh yeah. I yeah, was like, what one. is this? And then it, did, he did that. He did that against New Orleans too. I, uh, it was just like the stuff, how side arm the no look passes. Like he he is incredible. Like genuinely incredible. Um, I think if we're going to have to go, like, if we have to give anybody an advantage at this point in time, I would probably give that advantage to Brady, but that's only based on experience. That's it. 
the both these guys have been here. They've been here before. And mm. it's just the you. fact that Brady, think about this stat. Brady has been to 23% of all Super Bowls. Jesus Christ. There's only been 55 Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want you to like to, to really think about that real quick. He's won six. He's been to this is gonna be his tenth, tenth. Super Bowl. Oh yes. Like what? It is it is wild. Like I I know, and also I'm gonna bring up another stat that the last time a team has won back to back Super Bowls was Brady in 03 and yep. 04 with the Bruschi era Patriots. And it's only been done eight times in the Super Bowl era. Um, teams like what is it? John Elway's um, Broncos, the Cowboys in the 90s, um, the Niners in the 80s. Uh, I want to say the Packers. No, okay, maybe not the Packers. But there's been a uh, Oakland. Oakland did it. I know they did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those those times, it, it doesn't happen that often, but it could definitely happen in the Super Bowl. Now, um, on to the running backs. This is the one so, like area for both teams that are just like all over the place. Um, Kansas City with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and uh, Le'Veon Bell. And I think, um, what is it? Who's the Williams cat? Yeah, they have like three running backs they use. And then Tampa with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. (laughs) In terms of running, I mean, these, I mean, I don't like, you know how I feel about the Buccaneers, but in terms of just matchups, if in terms of offensive firepower, these seeds are both literally dead even. Yeah, and I would give the slight advantage to uh, Tampa right now because at least with their running game, they've been more on a roll recently. And especially, they've been using Leonard Fournette, and Fournette's been heating up these last few weeks. I'm not giving it. I'm giving the edge slightly to the Bucks, not because of their offense, but because of their defense. Mm-hmm. It- because here's the thing. Brady threw three three interceptions against the Packers. Yep. They, uh, if you do that against Kansas City, you lose. I mean, offensively, let's think about this. Offensively, period, Kansas City's a better team. Easily. Yeah, and, it's, and it comes down to the receivers and the tight ends. And let's just, just talk about the two main guys. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Mm, I mean, Tyreek Hill... If you go if you go press coverage on his ass, on his ass <laughs> good luck. And the issue is both of these guys are both doing the same things but just in different ways. They both had 12,000 uh, 1200 yard seasons. I said 12,000. Jesus, I wish that was crazy. But um that being th- that you tw- would be like talking Hall of Fame. Exactly. 1200 yard seasons plus um, what is it? 1,200 yard seasons, 12 touchdowns. And they're both producing in the playoffs. Um, Tyreek has had 
two in both games in the playoffs, he's already hit the century mark twice. Um, he Jeez. had 100 yards in the first one, had 172 on the second one. Travis Kelsey, all he has to do is catch touchdowns and be clutch in certain moments, and that's what he's been doing. He had two touchdowns in the last game. And, and yeah. here's how here's how much some people believe in Travis Kelsey. Chad Ochocinco, Chad mm-hmm. Johnson, he put a bet that he will delete his Twitter 100% if Travis Kelsey does not catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> a touchdown. Wow. A touchdown. Just, just one touchdown? Just one touchdown. And, but mm. if we're going to talk about the defenses, I actually do have to give it to Tampa. Like, Yeah, Tampa's defense has been playing phenomenal. No, no offense to like, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, and those guys, but... And Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., um, Levante David. Holy crap, that dude has been playing his tail off these playoffs. Yeah, the in terms of defense, I edge freaking Tampa because they've been bailing out. I feel like they've been bailing out Tom Brady. That's what they're supposed to do, too. And that's they've bailed him out so many times. Three interceptions against Green Bay, and then also three interceptions against New Orleans. Exactly. And all, and all, in that game, all Brady had to do was just not turn the football over. I mean, that's the crazy part. That's all he had to do. All he had to do. And in the Green Bay game, I question uh, the coaching of the uh, Packers and the defense. Really, just play phenomenal and let's not even think about you know there is going to be a big hindrance in the super bowl um their best offensive lineman uh eric fisher you remember the Mm -hmm. the former number one overall pick from a few years ago what about him Uh, he will miss the game with a torn achilles damn i mean but here's the thing Uh, kansas city's offensive line it's still good but he wasn't. He was their anchor. So that's going to be an issue. It's definitely going to be an issue. Um, it just let's let's see what happens. You know. Indeed, but I mean, this game. This game is literally going to come down to defensive play. The defensive play. If here's the thing, you cannot blitz Brady. Uh-huh. I've said you cannot blitz him. You're going to have to get pressure with him with a four man rush. Yeah, and if and you, the thing if, is. Kansas City's four man rush, I don't know that much about. Like I know I, I know Chris, I know Chris Jones. But besides that, who 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 is it? Who is it? And if you play zone against Brady, oh, he will pick you apart. He knows where the holes are in the defense. And so so you gotta play man you gotta play four man rush and man to man to man coverage and trust uh your secondary to make plays, but the problem is, this is in terms of offensive firepower. This is Brady. This is one of Brady's best teams ever. Yeah, and also the belt. But the bonus is, this might be one of the best passing defenses versus one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. I mean, in terms of overall, Tampa's pass defense. Versus, like, okay, they were 10th overall in the past this season, but against play-action passes, which 
the Chiefs run a lot. They are actually seventh. And the rush defense, they only allow... I think they allowed... Um, they were the number one rushing defense. In the National Football League. They're a tough, tough defense. I've I've had questions about their secondary. It's I those interceptions against uh Breeze, that was the linebackers. Yeah. That was all that was basically all the linebackers. I still have I still think the secondary is kind of sus. But Devin and, but here's the thing, Devin White and Latavi uh Levante David are two of the fastest, most agile linebackers in the league. And if we're gonna go in history, the Linebackers are what carried the Tampa defense when they won the last their last Super Bowl in 2002. They're linebackers. Derek Brooks was a speedster in that Tampa 2 defense. I know Warren Sapp was there. I know everything else. Was, Derek Brooks was it. Now they have two of these guys. Two of them. Crazy. Yeah, and they're not going to allow them to run the ball. They're, they may, the only issue is they're going to end up giving up big plays. I feel like they're going to end up giving up big plays in this game. Oh, of course. I, I mean, no, you, got, you, got Ty, you got Tyreek Hill. You got Clyde. <clears throat> Offensively, you've got ways of making plays. I mean, let's not even forget about Sammy Watkins. Let's not forget about, uh, what is it? Maybe on Bell. What is this? Uh, Hardwell? Mm-hmm. Dude, they got receivers. Oh, it, oh, Hardman, Hardman, yeah. Oh, that he's a. They got speedsters all over the field, and it's scary. This is gonna be a very interesting Super Bowl. I was hoping I got half of it right. Yeah, yeah, you did get. I, I think we all got half of it right. I know. I was watching a prediction show earlier in the year, and. Somebody said uh, at the beginning of the season that this was going to be their Super Bowl pick. I think I was watching like the NFL Network or something like that. And somebody actually said this was their Super Bowl pick. And I was like, no chance. And also a certain Jacob. He did did say that, didn't he? Mm. Now, Jeff, I am going to ask... Who do you have? What's the score and why? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm gonna say I've my Super Bowl pick going in was Kansas City. Uh-huh. I've gotta stick with that. I'm taking Kansas City 38 to 34. I feel like Kansas City's it's going to be high scoring. Yes. But I don't I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to do this is Patrick Mahomes. This whole season it has just been too easy for him. Mm-hmm. It don't matter who it is. So, but I'm concerned because they've yet to be challenged. They've yet to be challenged, but Patrick Mahomes has been Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to believe in Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be high scored. 35, 34, 28, 28, something around that range. Okay, so I agree. I think Kansas City will win this game. I think this will be the second time, well, the ninth time in NFL history that we've had back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Has there ever been a three-peat? There's never been a three-peat. 
in Super Bowl history. Mm. Now, here's where it gets fun. I think this is going to be a 41-38 win. For- <laughs> 41-38. Yeah. I think this will be the highest scoring Super Bowl in history. Mm. I also think that Patrick Mahomes will be a two-time MVP of the Super Bowl. I think this will be a straight-up shootout. I think defend defensively on both sides that it's not going to be pretty. Mm, yes. I, I think both teams are going to get exposed. I think two receivers, Tyreek and Antonio Brown, will both have two Super Bowl touchdowns. Mike Evans will have one. Mike Evans will have one. Travis Kelsey will have one. Um, there's going to be defensive plays made. Because um, I don't think all these touchdowns are going to be straight up from the offenses. I think the defense will play an impact in this game. Um, But yeah, Kansas City is going to end up taking this. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I know we got some other people who would say otherwise, but they're they're not smart. They're not smart. Would you be would you be surprised if Tom Brady gets ring number seven? I wouldn't. That's why I, I had that score so close because I don't feel like it's a guarantee. No, it's no guarantee. This is Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. The only team he lost to in the Super Bowl were the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, now that we've gotten our our Super Bowl talk on. And we've actually <laughs> we've done a little bit of Super Bowl talk before. Now mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about everything else that's going on in the NFL right now. Um, let's just talk Rick about Lee. the biggest the biggest news that happened last night. Uh, we we're have recording breaking this news. On, we're breaking news. Breaking news, like right now, right now. No. Okay, so we are recording this on Sunday, January thirty first, two thousand and twenty one, and. On Saturday, we had a huge trade. A huge trade when it comes to NFL standards. It's not very often that we get teams just straight up trading their quarterbacks. Yep. But the Los Angeles Rams trade Jared Goff. Let me see if I can read this right. Let's see. What's the details? Uh, where is it? Um, oh, here it is. The Los Angeles Rams acquire Matthew Stafford and a third round. Oh, hold on, here. Let's, let's, let's do this right. Two Matthew round. Detroit trades Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams for two future first-round picks and a third-round pick. And Jared Goff. Now, I think, personally, this is a dumb move for Detroit. I feel like... I I feel like they're still going to go after a quarterback in the draft. Oh, the Lions? Yeah. 
I feel like I feel like this this trade helps the Lions. Two first round picks and a third for um for I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean that yeah. I mean the trade value. I I understand, but how much but the thing is, how much in the future are those picks? It's uh twenty twenty two because we don't we don't actually twenty twenty three. Also next next not this year's draft but the mm-hmm. next two years. Okay, so I think this is actually a great deal for um, the Los Angeles Rams. If this, if we all we all agree that Matthew Stafford, if he's in a better situation, is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I think. He could be elite in the right situation. Can you imagine Matthew? St- I'm not. I'm not can you saying imagine he Matthew is. Stafford uh, on Sean McVay's system. Oh my God, dude! Sean McVay's system is a play-action offense. That oh, and Matthew Stafford is willing to move around the pocket. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not stiff. I I think you just the Rams have, are going back to the playoffs next year now. No doubt in my mind. I mean, he stays healthy. They're, they're, I didn't say anything about Super Bowl or anything like that. I said they're going back to the playoffs. Period. They needed a quarterback. Everybody knew the golf mm-hmm. experiment failed. He don't. I don't want to be a liability. I know, and he could have been so good, but uh, I feel like his California roots were making him way too comfortable. There's a report that Matthew Stafford told the Lions they could trade him anywhere but New England. I wouldn't <laughs> want to go to New England either. I wouldn't want to go there at all. No, no offense, New England, but they are not on the uphill mm. at all. They're on the downtrend. They're on the downslide. Also, Detroit's on a bit of a downslide. No offense to Dan Campbell in taking that job. I think he's a great coach for that team. But I just... Uh, Detroit and New England are not going to be a good team for the next few years. They're bad. Yeah, it's it's real bad, dude. It's real bad. Um, at least it's not as bad as, you know, the way Jacksonville looked. This year, hey, so they, that's just hey, that's saying they a lot. Have a new coach, number one pick. <clears throat> Things could happen. Things could definitely happen. Um. Now, also a big thing that happened this week is Deshaun Watson officially told Houston Brass that he would like to be traded. <sighs> Here's the thing, though. That trade, if it happens, it's going to probably be one of the biggest trades in NFL history because this is a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback at his. I'm having this, I'm having this conversation that I'm having this conversation at my job. Some people say, some people say they would rather take Dak Prescott over Deshaun Watson. I'm just like, no, absolutely not. Um, that, I mean. Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, is a future top five. He's currently a top five quarterback, in my opinion. 
Uh, to me, it just depends on the situation for Deshaun he's Watson. A- I think he's a great. I think he's a great quarterback, mm-hmm. but it just always depends on the situation. And let's say he gets traded, where do you get traded to? Like I've heard, New York, the New York Jets is a possibility. I've heard um, Carolina's after him. I've heard a, a few lot other of teams. teams are after him. Uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, I feel like the Jets could make the best trade value uh, offer. I mean, if you really think about it, the Dolphins could be a crazy one because you know what they would have to give up. They have the draft capital and they have. No, 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 no. They would have to give up Tua to get to Sean. So Tua would end up being the new Houston Texans quarterback. Deshaun Watson would take over in Miami. Think about that. That'd be crazy. It'd be crazy because Miami wanted to get Tua Tonga Bailoa in the building so they could possibly have a future quarterback, you know, for a long time. But if you want to play the bank, you go after Deshaun Watson because you got the pieces there. Just make the move, and you could possibly be you could possibly be a Super Bowl contender. I think Miami is that good right now. It's just they need one piece. And that's a quarterback. Yes. Now, there's also a possibility that this could be J.J. Watt's last season in Houston. As in not this coming up season, as in the season that just passed. Okay, how do you feel about the whole Houston organization? I feel like they have wasted so much talent that it went from one of the high with Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston. That job just seems like, ugh, who would want to go to Houston if they lose Deshaun Watson? I mean, Deshaun was asking for one thing: was he was wanting the the coach, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. To be hired on as head coach, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. Who did they pick up? The assistant coach for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not the same guy. Plus, Deshaun already had his mind set up, like set to leave. Now JJ is in that same state. He doesn't want to be there. He sees the way the organization is right now. They both want out. I think JJ, so I think he'll end up in a better situation than Deshaun Watson. I see. I see. I think he'll end up being on. I mean, he'll end up somewhere where the offense is good, but the defense isn't that great, and all you need is one piece to bolster it up. Um, like, like, yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needs another piece on defense to secure. Uh, I could see him, you know, anywhere that needs just one defensive piece. I could see him in Tampa next year, for crying out loud. Mm. I could see him in New Orleans. I could see him in... uh, I could see him in a lot of places. It's just a matter of... You're getting J.J. Watt. Like, why wouldn't you want J.J. Watt? He's a good person to have on an organization Mm -hmm. like that. Just 
the Texans are messing something up, and I, I just don't hey, know what it is. Something uh, messing up something. Do you remember Andre Johnson? Yeah, Wait, yeah, I do. Wasted. Um, Matt Schaub. Kinda... Wait. Oh, don't get me started Matt on Schaub. Wasted. You talk, um, you talk about also, wasting talent. I mean, Houston has got to be up there with one of the worst franchises in terms of wasted talent in NFL. I'm with you. I'm actually with you on that. Um, now we can actually talk about what happened. Today is the Pro Bowl celebration. No Pro Bowl game due to COVID. No. But I do have the rosters in front of me for both the AFC and the NFC. Now, Jeff, would you like me to go through uh, these yes, rosters? Uh, at the quarterback for the AFC team, we have Patrick as Mahomes, Josh Allen, as Josh expected. Allen, and, Des- and Deshaun expected. Watson. Uh, the running backs, um, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. Nick uh, Chubb. I have no gripes. And Josh Jacobs. Excuse me. Also, the wide receivers. Tyree Kill. Stephon Diggs. Keenan Allen. And A.J. Brown. The tight ends. Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller. The fullback. Patrick Ricard. From the Ravens. The uh, The tackles. Laramie Tunsil from the Texans, Eric Fisher from the Chiefs, and Orlando Brown Jr. from the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. The guards, Quentin Nelson from the Colts, uh, Joel Batino from the Browns, and David DeCastro from the Steelers. In the center, Mike Pouncey from the Steelers, and Ryan Kelly from the Colts. Nice. Offensively, those are all guys I expected to make the Pro Bowl this year. Just period. Like, especially after the st- season that Stefan Diggs had. Yeah, there was no doubt that he was getting <laughs> in. Defensively. Defensive ends, Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, and Frank Clark from the Chiefs. Defensive tackle, Chris Jones, Cameron Hayward from the Steelers, and Calais Campbell from the Ravens. Outside linebackers, T.J. Watt, Bradley Chubb from the Broncos, and Matthew Judon from the Ravens. Inside linebackers, Darius Leonard from the Colts, and Tremaine Edwards from the Bills. Cornerbacks, Xavier Howard from the Dolphins, Tredavious White from the Bills, Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens, and Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. Even though he's uh, had a, he's still good. Yeah, an off year. He's still good. I mean, think about this. He had an off year from the from the the season before, where he was the defensive player of the year. <laughs> That's an off year. Sure. Last year, he was the defensive player of the year. That's- also, your uh, your safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick from the Steelers. Justin Simmons from the Broncos. And Tyron Matthew from the Kansas City Chiefs. Your long snapper is Morgan Cox from the Ravens. 
Your punter is Jake Bailey from the Patriots. Your kicker, of course, is Justin Tucker from the Baltimore Ravens. Your return specialist is Andre Roberts from the Bills. And your special teams player is Matthew Slater from the Patriots. Wow. Yeah, I like that squad. I mean, it's just a, it's a damn shame that the only way we're going to be able to see that is through a game oh, of wow. Madden. I mean, they're literally, I'm, I'm not even joking you. At this moment right now, they have the Pro Bowl game going on on YouTube right now. And yeah, AFC versus NFC. I see like I'm, I got it on my screen at the moment. We got Deshaun Watson on the screen, Kyla Murray. It looks like Keyshawn Johnson oh for some God. reason. Derek, Derek Henry, what's Marshawn this, Lynch. What system are they playing that game on? They are playing it on the Xbox One. X. No, I'm just kidding. They're playing it on the Xbox Series oh, X. Disappointing. I know. But here are your NFC. Here is your NFC roster. Mm. The quarterback position, and this is, this is yeah, we expected this. Aaron Rodgers from the Packers, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, Kyler Murray from the Cardinals. Okay. Your running backs: Dalvin Cook from the Vikings, Elvin Kamara yes. from the Saints, and Aaron Jones from the yeah, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. He really, they all I mean, three of them. Such outs, what do you want me to say about that? Wide receivers Devontae Adams from the Packers, DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals, DK Metcalf from the Seahawks, and your hopefully rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> your tight ends, TJ Hawkinson from the Lions and Evan Ingram from the New York Giants. Your fullback is Kyle Jush, uh, Jacek. I I, can, I still can't pronounce his name to save my life. Uh, the fullback from the 49ers. Your tackles, David Bakhtiari from the Packers, Trent Williams from the 49ers, and Tered Armstead, or Teron Armstead from yes, the New Orleans Saints. Yes. Your guards... Brian Schreff from the Washington football team. Oh, Brandon Schreff from the Washington. That's what I meant. Brandon. Uh, Elton Jenkins from the Packers. And Andres Pete hey, from the Saints. Hey, my offensive line did work. And your centers, Jason Kelsey from the Eagles and Frank Ragnall from the Lions. Okay. That 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 offense is uh, very uh, Saint-heavy. Uh, yeah. But also no breeze. Hey, he did not have a good year. Let's be honest. Ah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so your defensive players, uh, starting with your defensive ends, Cameron Jordan from yes, the New Orleans Saints. I don't think yeah. I don't think Brandon year, but okay. Brandon Graham from the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and hopefully your defensive player of the year. Chase Young from the Washington oh, football he was, team. He was an outstanding defensive player. This was a rookie. Of, he was a rookie, wasn't he? Yeah, defensive rookie of the year. He Indeed. should be, hopefully. We'll find out next Saturday. Aaron Donald. 
is one is your first defensive tackle from the Los Angeles Rams, Fletcher Cox from the Eagles, and Grady Jarrett from the Atlanta Falcons. Your outside linebackers, Khalil Mack from the They're Chicago Bears, Zadarius exactly Zadarius Smith from the Green Bay Packers, and Jason Pierre-Paul from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good. Your inside linebackers are Bobby Wagner from the Seattle Seahawks and Frank Warner from the 49ers. Your corners are Jalen Ramsey from the Los Angeles Rams, Jair Alexander from the Green Bay Packers, Marshawn Lattimore from the New yeah. Orleans Saints, and James Bradbury from the New Lattimore York Giants. Is so good. He's so underrated. I, I know. Uh, your safeties are Quandre Diggs from the Seattle Seahawks, Buda Baker from the Arizona Cardinals, and Jamal Adams from the S- Seattle Seahawks. Oh. Your your long snapper is Tyler Ott from the Seahawks. Your punter, Jack Fox from the Lions. Your kicker, Wei Young Koo from the Atlanta Falcons. Your return specialist, again, is Cordero Patterson from the Chicago Bears, and your special teams is Nick Bellore from the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> now, Wei Young Koo, that's a story. In- From being a guy who could barely make an NFL team as a kicker to going to the Alliance of American Football and absolutely acing it over there to getting a job in Atlanta keeping the job and being the one of the most consistent kickers in all the NFL these la- this last year. Thank God I drafted that kid uh, in fantasy yeah, football. I wonder. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, he was mine. <sighs> um now Jeff, hopefully we can get a Pro Bowl game next year with well, hey, look, I, I I just don't want to see a celebrate. I want uh, uh, here's my thing with the Pro Bowl weekend. The one thing I'm usually most excited about is not the Pro Bowl game; it's the skills competition, man. Mm. When those guys can get out and do something besides football to, you know, appease the fans and really themselves because they can prove to themselves that they're still that good. I think it's always fun. It's it's entertaining for the boys. Like seriously, it's entertaining mm-hmm. for everybody. Like especially when they get into the dodgeball competition. Oh, that's it's gold. Because you'll see guys who you don't expect to be really good at dodgeball is like, "Oh, why is the punter that good?" And then you get cheat codes like Russell Wilson. Who is a you why do I say cheat codes? The guy played baseball. <sighs> And in the springtime, he normally likes to spend his time with a certain baseball organization and train. I wonder what team that would be. Uh, currently, it is actually the New York <laughs> Yeah, I know. But, okay, so after this commercial break, because that's really all the football talk we have right now, um, we're going to talk about the NBA. And we're going to be very candid, very straightforward about what we think about what's going on right now. And um, just to let you guys know, we're Maverick fans. 
So we might be a little frustrated and, right now. Um, and really, we'll bring up anything else we want to talk about. But yeah, the main stuff coming after the break is NBA talk. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Welcome back. Um, What's yeah. up? I'm sad right now. I'm gonna just start this off by saying that you that Utah's about to lose their streak. Oh! At this moment, I am recording this at 4:33 p.m. on Sunday, January 31st, 4:33 Central Time, Central Standard Time, and currently the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets are playing a game. And at this moment, the Denver Nuggets are beating the Utah Jazz 113 to 96 with 940 left in the fourth quarter. Let's be honest, the Nuggets are good. Nuggets are Nuggets good. Are really good. Nuggets are really good. And Utah with this 13 game win streak has really turned a lot of heads. Aren't they like the number one seed as of right now? <sighs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. It's a eleven game winning streak. They're 15 and four, number one in the Western Conference. Um, it's just weird because the Mavs. Everybody, this, who is, like thinks, five, this is like a five-game losing streak. They Luca was heavily favored to win MVP. I mean, look, here's the thing: this is a 72-game season. We've only played 18 games. There's that, still time to turn it there's, around. There's there's plenty of time to turn this around. But the last what I, the last what few I, games, oh, I just wish I, I, I'm not convinced. Like, I'm not like, convinced. I wish they would go ahead and hurry up and find another piece to, yes, to fit they, in there. Because look, Tim Hardaway's doing it. Luca's doing it. Everyone else, not so much. I mean, they're having gelled. Um, maybe it has a little bit to do with that COVID. Uh, thing that was going on in the Mavericks locker room for a little while. They don't they haven't had enough time to gel per se. Mm-hmm. Um that could be it, but also I think the Western Conference has gotten a lot tougher this year. A lot tougher. It's, it's always been tougher. No, no, no. A lot tougher. Um Denver, really good team. I think Nikolai Jokic is possibly an MVP candidate for this year. Um, the Lakers are still the Lakers. LeBron James better be a damn MVP candidate. If somebody says LeBron James is an MVP candidate this year, they're out of their freaking minds. It's LeBron James. LeBron James. I mean, but because look what they're doing. They're still dominating. They're they're just they're doing Lakers shit. Lakers are doing Laker things. Yeah, that's what uh, that's why I said Laker shit. That's what they do. They're the they're the Lakers. You when you think of winning in the NBA, you think of two franchises: Lakers and Celtics. Lakers and Celtics. And by the way, that was a good game, wasn't it? Oh, Lakers Celtics. Yeah, yeah, it was a great game. Speaking <laughs> of that, Boston's still a good team too. Now the East, I feel like it's just gotten a lot better. 
there are certain teams that have gotten better. Um, I'll say Brooklyn definitely got better this year. Brooklyn, it, it's Super Bowl or bust for like, Brooklyn. I mean, no, it's NBA Finals or bust for Brooklyn. Yeah, but at the same time, Philadelphia has been catching fire recently. Uh, Doc Rivers taking over as the coach. Joel Embiid actually having a great season so far. Um, when's the last time you saw a big man having a great season like he has been? Like, genuinely. It's probably Shaq. Shaq, yeah. Shaq or Dwight Howard uh, from when he was playing in Orlando. I think Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid deserves to be in the MVP talk this year. I think that Philadelphia right now is a better team than the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not... I'm not. Milwaukee Bucks, for what I've seen, they're just a uh, regular season team. They don't, they can't get it done in the playoffs. Exactly. So and, uh, there's my, but my my issue with Philly, who's their head coach? Dude, I just said it. It's Doc Rivers. It's yes. Doc Rivers. And Doc, can he, get it, can he get it done in the playoffs when he has a three-one lead? I think he can. It's just he didn't. He couldn't do it in Los Angeles because there was too many, too many egos. And with a team that they've built in Philly, there's a it's it's Joel, kind of Ben Simmons, and everybody else. Hell, ben they S- took the best piece that the Mavericks had all season last year, and and put him into and put him in Philly, and now he is damn near a sixty percent three point shooter on the season. Man, what happened, Dallas? You dropped the ball, huh? I mean, they felt like they could get Josh Richardson. Let's get let's get real. Josh Richardson is a great player. He just I wish we had consistent three point shooting to where we can have those extra points on the board. And Josh Richardson is it look, he's the reason we brought Josh Richardson and James Johnson in is to bring this kind of toughness that you need in the Western Conference. Look at um, the Clippers. You got guys like Pat Bev, Marcus Morris. Uh, they had Montrez, but they are always known as those uh, the gritty, tough guy kind of team. Mm-hmm. That's what the Mavs were trying to recreate there. I think this is one of the first seasons in the Rick Carlisle era where I don't think everything's clicking. I don't think they're believing in what Rick's saying. I, I, I just fair. I genuinely don't think they are at all. Um, do you think it's time for a change? I don't think it's time for a change. I think I think uh, if we can get that one piece in, it could definitely change a lot. Um, because Rick Carlisle's been there for so long. Hasn't yeah, he? it's been a long time. It's been a long time. We've always put Rick Carlisle in the really good coaching tiers, haven't we? I think he's probably. One of the greater coaches in um, NBA history. He's mm. definitely not the greatest because, look, there's a few coaches you could put up there with greatest. You could put Red Arbach, you could put Phil Jackson, you could put Greg Popovich. I think that's it. Mm. I don't think Pat Riley's up there. I think Pat Riley 
is a better executive than he is a coach. Um, That's fair. I think Pat Riley's a really good head coach. Oh, I think he's no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think so too. I think he's a better executive. Like the way he's changed the organization in Miami and still because ever since he's gotten there they've been a championship caliber team yeah okay and he's won rings of course he's he's the reason that Miami has championships period <laughs> I'll say it like for real like I think Miami is the only reason they got championships right now and the rel and the fact that they're relevant, yeah. Also, as a Mavs fan, fuck the Heat. Uh, you still bitter about that one champion, that one season? Will forever be a Miami hate- hater. Just period. Don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Also, there is a few things that could change with the Mavs, but who knows? Um. Other news. Um. Major League Baseball has reportedly proposed a 154 game regular season and an expanded postseason. Um, The proposal includes a one month delay of the season that would start on April 28th and the season would go into November. Brown added that um, as Tim Brown of Yahoo Sports added that the players would be paid their full salaries next season if the season were to go 154. I, from what I understand, I've already heard a report that Major League Baseball Players Association will decline this offer, this proposal. Of course they would. Of course they would. Um, It is to be expected. I think they just... Look, those two sides can never get along. We probably won't have baseball until May again. Um, uh, look, it, it is what it is with these guys. Um, I just want to see some baseball on the field. You want yeah, baseball again? I want spring. You, I want like spring training, like now. I want. So what? So what's the issue? Is if had COVID? Is it still I COVID? Think I, if I'm correct, again? it is still. COVID protocol um, and, and and stuff like that, but who who actually knows? Um, yeah, it's a, it's annoying, dude. Like, I hate being a fan of all sports because it's the same thing every year, especially recently. The owners mm-hmm. and the players can never get along. I mean, that's happened in all sports in general. Look at, I mean, NBA, I mean, they got, they, they're the, in terms of getting they, along, they, they, they actually understand. understand each other more. I think Adam Silver is a golden, like, best commissioner, best commissioner. in all of sports. I mean, the second best person <laughs> to lead an organization in all of sports, to me, right now in 2021, is probably Dana White. Dana White and the way he runs the UFC, uh, no nonsense. You know what you're going to get. 
He's very truthful and straight up to you. Dana White is a is a guy. Yes, he he runs the UFC, but you can also sit at the table and have a casual ass conversation with the guy. Hmm. Adam Silver is is like nah. the nicest guy you're ever gonna meet, and he will actually try to make things right for you and your buddies. Like, just period. I love what the UFC has been able to do this past year. Still hang on, still do their shows and still uh, get um, and get everyone safe yeah. in COVID. Good job. And yeah, a lot of their shows have been running with no um, no fans. The, the, the show recently in Abu Dhabi had 2,000 people in the arena. All of them had gotten COVID tested ahead of time before coming in. <sighs> Smart. And everything with everything that UFC is doing, COVID protocol is huge. They make sure everything's right. It, it, it's just take note, take notes, other commissioners. Exactly. Exactly. Um, take notes. Also, let's see. We can't. We can't have sports during a pandemic as long as we follow protocol. Do everything right. It's it's perfect. But even then, even if you do something right, you're always gonna have those get days where, hey, someone tested positive. Yeah, for I mean. Look at the uh, the, the NHL. Uh, they had to they had to delay. Uh, I think a series, um, two like the two game series, like uh, like um, a little bit later on the season because uh, the Wild had some uh, contact tracing or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few like that. I mean, I'm the Stars started the season uh, a week late because of. Uh, 11 players getting tested positive with COVID. I mean, Great job. look at them now. Seriously, look at them now. The Stars, <laughs> holy crap. They're the best team in hockey since starting play. Dallas Stars. Dallas. A Dallas team we could actually be proud of. Exactly, right? even though they did lose to Carolina. Um Oh well, you can't win them all. Uh, they're pl- also they are currently playing right now. They are losing one nothing to Carolina again. Um, but yeah, it it, it is it cool. Oh 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 oh! I finally can talk about this. Thank goodness. Um, Jeffrey, hello. I know me and you haven't really been paying attention to college basketball this season. Uh-huh. But guess what? Whoa. How the mighty have fallen. You mean you talking about Duke and Kentucky? and <laughs> who else? North, North Carolina. Carolina. Oh, how the mighty uh, have fallen! Like, are you you're loving this, aren't it, you? The the basketball landscape is completely different than what we're used to seeing. Like, think about this right now. You're here's here's the top five teams in the country right now. Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Michigan, and Texas. You don't see... 
Texas. Texas. Te- uh, Texas. You don't see a Kentucky in here. You don't see a Duke in here. The last time both of those teams were unranked at this point in the year, or at unranked at all, both team, both teams, might I add, both teams, was in 1923. Wow! It's been about a century since these two teams have been this bad. What happened? Communication. Being together and actually, communication. I say communication and being together. They haven't had time. Usually, with everything, you would have a training camp and such. Nobody really got to do that this year. Mm. At least not in the normal manner you would normally have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, like you're seeing, you're seeing teams like Houston. You're seeing teams like Alabama, um, Creighton, Tennessee, Minnesota, St. Louis, Louisville, Oklahoma. All these teams are ranked right now, but your 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 big dogs yeah. aren't doing it. Like, I mean, let me give you. Let's. Oh my God! I'm like, I'm happy. And I'm like, what is actually going on? At the same time, where's the ACC? <laughs> North Carolina at this moment, right? They're eleven and five on the year. They're six and three in conference. Duke is seven and five on the year. Five and three in the conference. Now, let's look at the SEC. You want to know how bad Kentucky is right now? How bad? They're five and ten on the year. Four and four in conference play. <laughs> they might they might not even make it to the big dance. I don't they they're they're squeaking on the door of NIT straight up. And they don't and they don't have that much more time because this tournament does start in March. And we're we're in February, right? We're about to be in February, right? Oh no! It, it's weird to think about because, like, you expect these teams to be there, mm-hmm. but it'd be a whole new ball game if they weren't. Indeed. Like, I want I want to see it happen, but who knows? Who knows? Um, also, Jeff, I want to see some crazy stuff happen in the next few weeks in the NBA, because you know the trade deadline's coming up here soon. You know the NBA is going to have to work on... Naz, make a move. better make a move. I swear to... I'll swear to go. Make a move. Come oh, they, they like some cr- like okay. Let me let me talk about one move in the WNBA that I never thought I would hear. What? Candace Parker, long long time Los Angeles Spark team, a player, won championships in Los Angeles. 
now is going to Chicago to play with the mm. Chicago Sky. Now, is it strange to hear? Like, yeah, because she's somebody that you like. This synonymous with LA, like with LA sports. Like you, when you think mm-hmm. of the Spark, you think Lisa Leslie and you think Candace Parker. Like grow, growing mm-hmm. up, I know a lot of people weren't like the biggest WNBA fans, but hey, you would catch in the summertime. You know, like you're sitting there watching it during like your days off school and you don't want to watch baseball. You want to watch something more exciting. So the WNBA is on TV. Just throw a WNBA game on. And it usually was a Sparks um, Minnesota Lynx game. And you would always see Candace Parker and like um, Lindsay Whalen or Maya Moore, one of those two. But you would always see those mm-hmm. those ladies on the TV, and they would always be beasting because, like, you know damn well that those those women could beat any dude on any given day in a game of basketball. Yeah. Period. Period. Because they they know what they're doing exactly. and they're exactly because that's what the, that's what their life's work was. But mm-hmm. it's just gonna be weird to see her there. Um, yeah. Hello. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I got nothing. We got to prepare for the world. Oh yeah, man. shoot. Uh, yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, follow us on all social media platforms. Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tony Lopez seventy six. Follow me on TikTok at Big Tony Lopez. Um, if you want to ask us a question, I would say shoot me a message. Uh, I, I'm usually willing to respond instantaneously. Or, hey, we can always put it out there. I'll put a link out there um, for this week to answer some questions. Um, and we'll answer them on the podcast. Indeed. I would love that idea. And also, you can follow me on Shadow Walker on Twitter. Or in this message me there. Just... Tweet, tweet me from there. I'm trying to get more active on Twitter as much as I can. So I, I'm just an observer exactly. right Exactly. Also, also, right after the Royal Rumble, we will be back doing our instant reactions for, let's just talk about Wrestling Edition immediately post-Royal Rumble, if my host, Tony Lopez, is okay I with mean, it. here's the thing. Uh, it might not be out until Tuesday, but it will be a definite instant reaction. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But with that... My name is Tony Lopez. And I'm Jeffrey Burtis. Signing out. Peace, y'all.